Welcome to the Kupinger Call Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm the director of the practice IAM here at Kupinger Call Analysts. My guest today is Martin Kupinger. He is one of the founders and the principal analyst of Kupinger Call Analysts. Hi, Martin. Hi, Matthias. Pleasure to talk to you. Good to have you. And we want to talk about a topic that's, that is not so close to our immediate um, research, but we want to talk about the topic that is always in the news and that is always mentioned when it comes to securing uh, workplaces, securing the private user in in, uh, in in the internet in general. It's the um, it's the saying that... But also, 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 the, also the, the user in the enterprise. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's very close to our topics. I would say it's very close. It's very close to topics like passwordless authentication, like identity, like everything in cybersecurity, but yeah. mention the topic. Absolutely. Um, yes, well, the topic is that the user, the human being is usually considered to be the weakest link in cybersecurity. And this is something that we want to talk about. You have a clear uh, opinion on that. Yeah. What is that? I, I, I totally disagree with this statement. I believe it's um, absolutely unfair um, to uh, against all the users, be it the, the workforce, uh, be it your business partners, be it the customers and consumers. Um, because I think we are oversimplifying things, and, and we are we're, um, by saying, okay, the user did something wrong, so the user is guilty. Um, when you look at different types of service, then most of the surveys come up and say, okay, uh, most of the breaches today, most of the attacks um, are related in some way to identities, to passwords, and the related stuff. Um, I, I think there might be a little bit uh, more of, of attacks that are related to, to improbable patching, etc. But anyway, I think saying whatever 70, 80%, depending on the survey, of these attacks are related to something going wrong at the user end, this is misleading because it, at the end, the, the story is, oh, the user didn't care enough about a password. And so the user is guilty. No. The problem is that the user had to care about a password, that the user had to care about a lot of things we can fix by technology already. If the user doesn't have, a, doesn't need to use a password, if you use modern passwordless authentication, which includes multi-factor authentication, then we won't have the password problem. We won't have these issues. And so claiming that the user is guilty, from my perspective, is unfair. And we should really get away from this sentence and think about what we can do to make the user's life easier and to increase security. I think this is the point. When you say what we can do, who is we? Is this the provider of services? Is this the employer? Is this the, the partner network that you're working in? Who is we? Who needs to act? At the end, it's IT. Depending on which part of IT, which organization cares about the Topics such as authentication, such as having something in place that um, checks documents that come in via email, so email security stuff, etc. All the ones that are responsible for IT. That means it's the IT security and the identity team, it's the CISO, it's the CIO, and it's the C-level that at the end gives the money. And that's 
holds true for for workforce, for partners, and for consumers. The sheer fact that the vast majority of websites still um, primarily or even only works with username password is part of this problem. And this is where, where I think we need to start. So um, don't just say, okay, the user is the weakest link. And oh, if we train the user, maybe it gets better. But at the end, the user is still guilty. Avoid having the user caring about these things. I think the regulators in highly regulated industries have already understood that, but that who made strong authentication a key requirement when it comes to fulfilling regulatory requirements. But uh, when it comes to um, implementing this on the one hand and really um, getting that in a broader field of, of applications, which might be not that sensitive, but sensitive enough to be breached, um, there, there is still some lack. So the call for action would be, for example, to move to MFA, to passwordless authentication. And um, yeah. when, you, when it comes to, to, the, to the user, okay, he is not to be considered the weakest link, but do we need still to, to think of um, yeah, training, awareness training, and making the, the actual user, every user, uh, private as and, and employee user, more aware of what they can do as well on top of that, even make their so, employer do it? Yeah, I think, I think that there are two, two things in your question or in your, in your comment. The one is, yes, it's about passwordless MFA. It's not just about MFA, it's about passwordless MFA. Because passwords are that one thing which can be relatively easily obtained by, by social phishing and other types of attacks. Um, so if there's lesser knowledge involved, things become more complicated. And it is the interesting thing with, to me with passwordless MFA is that it is, uh, for God's sake, not about balancing security and convenience anymore. Because balancing means security goes up, convenience goes down, or Convenience goes up, security goes down. We need to combine it. We need to get better in both. And that's what Passwordless MFA is doing, getting better in security and in convenience. And this is the way of thinking we also should have. Um, so this is the one part. The other part is, do we still need security awareness training? Um, the answer is absolutely yes. But it's not the solution. It's something which adds to the solution. And this helps us then thinking about a user in, in the terms of another sentence, which is sometimes um, brought up, but less rarely, uh, less frequently than, than the other one, which uh, says the user is the weakest link. There's the other one, which says the user is the first line of defense. And I think this is something we should focus on, uh, making the life of the user simple and them educating the users on what are signs of fraud, what are signs of attacks, so that they can alert, that they can react. And then, then but then we can much more focus on, on, on the, the things that are harder to handle by technology. But getting rid of passwords, having a strong email security and all that stuff, that is the starting point. And we can do a lot. We have a lot of technologies that are convenient that are frequently acting in the background. So simple thing is when you open a document from browsers, then frequently something like um, checking the link first um, centrally, uh, secure links in 
the Edge browser and then towards Microsoft or something like that is happening, where already there is something happening in the background. We have so much technology also about um, fraud detection, fraud reduction, anomaly detection, et cetera, that helps us in the background identifying anomalies. So we can apply a lot of technologies which um, sort of remove the burden from the shoulder of the end user. Um, but still, if the end user is good in understanding and is educated, then still the end user can support in identifying the things machine might, may not have uh, identified. But the first and foremost thing is to change our thinking, to change our mindset from just claiming the user being guilty to fixing the things we haven't done well in IT and IT security. Right, and I think it's a great thing that we finally apply this usual IT way of thinking also to the to the issues and to the challenges that we have when it comes to authentication, to authorization, to cybersecurity. Just identifying the problem, what can happen, passwords, um, and everything around passwords, or um, dangerous content and protection against dangerous content within documents and, and applications, and then applying the right technology to prevent that from happening. And I think we are finally at this at the stage that we can do that. And you've mentioned the technologies, yeah. MFA, passwordless, link checking, um, active component scanning on the machine or somewhere else, um, um, sandboxing, whatever. We have the technologies, and this is really a great shift in in, in the in your in the way we look yeah. at things. But you need to be be careful and conscious that we don't uh, do technology overkill here. The other thing we should understand is always risk and relate technology to risk. So which technology helps to which extent in mitigating risk? So which is really effective and what is sort of the the, the, the price to pay for that? So, so you can easily create a matrix which says, okay, this is the risk mitigation impact of a technology and this is total cost of ownership. And if you create it the right way, so low TCO on top, uh, uh, high risk mitigation to the right, then in the upper right corner, there will be the technologies that help you most um, with the, the lowest and west. And that is where we should focus on and always keep convenience in mind. So security plus convenience, that's another important aspect. Um, because it must be easy to use and we can do a lot with that. And my, my favorite example these days is when you take uh, contactless payments, uh, when you go to a shop, um, when the regulation of PSD2, Payment Services Directive 2, came out a couple of years ago, the limit was 30 euro. And then it has been increased to 50 euro. When the regulation came out, they said for, for, for strong customer authentication, so where we need to enter the PIN, where we need to enter a second factor, um, they will even observe whether they can keep the 30 euro limit. But it turned out that the, the risk management systems in the background are if effective enough to ensure that we even can, that they even could go higher than lower because technology really helped here. So this is where, where then the convenience, uh, with good security in the background could have been increased. This is the way of thinking we need. Absolutely, and you're right. You said in the beginning and contradicted me that we are not that close to the way to the things we do in our daily life as analysts and advisors, and and now we are at the stage where we see its processes, its technologies, its its risk assessments. It's really understanding how things should work and then applying the right technology whenever needed, and also adding human, um, yeah, common sense 
to to what you're doing. And uh, this brings me to uh, our, my final thought. Um, we're closely close to the uh, upcoming Cybersecurity Leadership Summit in Berlin um, in uh, from the 8th through the 10th of November. And it will be also online. So it's a hybrid event. You can join us, you, Martin, me, Matthias, in Berlin. Uh, or you can be there virtually and join us in this event. And I would highly recommend the audience to to listen in, to join us. Um, I think there are even some speaking slots still left. So just reach out to us and, and go to our website and click on the CSLS. Um, and I think this, this, these will be topics that we will be covering. This is an entry point, um, end user security, but there is much more. Any thoughts from your side regarding CSLS? No, just looking forward to meet you in person in Berlin. It would be great. Absolutely. And yeah, highly recommended for, for, for everything else. Go to our website. There are lots of, inf there's lots of information also on password list, just um, um, currently created by our uh, team of analysts as well. Um, so see you in Berlin in November. Um, contact us um, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts on this podcast. Um, if you're l listening on that to that on, on YouTube, please leave a comment in the comment section and reach out to us. If you're doing this in your regular podcatcher, just send us a message. Uh, our contact information is everywhere around the web. Um, just reach out to us. Uh, we will be happy to pick up your thoughts and comments and topics. Thanks again, Martin, for joining me. Looking forward to Thank seeing you, you in Berlin and looking forward to having you in an upcoming episode very soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.